Welcome to Classically Awful, a Blake Seven podcast. I'm Imogen. And I'm Megan. We're and your hosts. It's been like five weeks since we've recorded one of these, I and I've totally forgotten what we do. What we do and say. What, what do we do? Where are, are we, we going? To? What are we up to? <laughs> what are we up to? <laughs> Got no idea. I finally understand that reference, though, because oh, I've been dear. away for ages and I've been listening to um, that's lucky. lots of podcasts <laughs> that Megan so, has been telling me. Yeah, the good. Great. Yeah, shout out to the worst idea of all time. <laughs> That's uh, uh, a hilarious dogs podcast. Dogs agree. Dogs are going to be barking in the background. It seems we've locked them out. So I've been listening to The Worst Idea of All Time. I've been listening to um, all my usual ones, like Sawbones and all those ones. And I've been listening to um, uh, No One Can Know About This, which is another one I'd like to shout out to. <gasps> yeah, No One Can Know About This is hilarious. I've never heard a funnier impression of Jerry Seinfeld, a more accurate impression of Jerry Seinfeld. Have you listened to the latest episode? <laughs> no, I haven't got up to them because oh. I've, been, I've been on planes and not been oh able to. Oh my I'm God, the latest episode, he does the best impression of all uh, most of the Seinfeld cast. Anyway. Anyway, uh, that's a shout out to No Cat as well because um, they often have dog interventions. Yes, they do too. And um, we have and we have two very excited dogs outside. Out the back, out the side. Um, I've been listening to a twin twin podcast explaining Twin Peaks. Explaining it? Yeah, explaining it or analysing it. How can I you mean, do it? There's no explanation. No, no, no explanation. managed to sleep with all my lights off as well, despite Have doing that. Have you watched the new series of Yeah, that's the one I'm trying to get, trying to, get apparently to the Apparently, I haven't watched it yet. Apparently, it's even more confusing than the last one. Um, well, now that I've listened to all the stuff, I sort of can make a bit of sense of it. But, oh, yeah, it's just it's Lynch Nuts. being Lynch. <laughs> um, but the other podcast that I wanted to quickly shout out to is I've been listening to Blake Seven in Character. All oh, right, and um, they are their podcast is really cool, very detailed. They go by character rather than episode, but the, often the character is in an actual episode. So it's, it's really interesting here to hear the different perspectives. I think, I think, I think, just from memory, because my mic is good. I think they quite like the web. Oh, I've I heard. I've heard a couple of Blake I Seven. I mean, like I can understand enjoying. The premise of the the web as as an episode, I think that there's some interesting ideas there, but it's just so badly executed. I mean, yeah, uh, and it's it's a bit they're just are funny, because yeah. and not intentionally funny. Like they're slapsticky. Anyway, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, but, I mean, I remember when we watched it, I did enjoy it more than I thought I was going to enjoy right, it because it was right. so we got liquored up. And we did. Just we did. thought you know, it's, let's make this, let's make time go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, anyway, but it's really good to hear different people's different opinions mm. and we've got some doozies heading our way. I'm also listening to Down and Safe and they're oh, cool. really good at like um, – they they do really deep dives into all sorts of stuff like what's been happening historically I'm, I'm looking at, at the their logo. Time. I'm looking at their logo and it's a good logo, but yeah. ours is better. Uh-huh. Thanks, Claire. <laughs> ours is better. And um, some of these have long since finished as well. The other one that I'm looking to, and their logo, logo's not on here. Um, Shake and Blake. Shake and Blake. That's long since finished, but they're they're great. They're two cosplayers, and they've coined an awesome term that we I hope to use down the track. But I'm not going to use it now. No, don't. don't I'll wait till it actually happens in an episode. Spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> um, and then there's also Space Four, which is the Blake's and podcast, and those are those are our buddies here, aren't they? They're yeah. from Australia. They're yeah. Australians. Yeah, I've listened to a few Space Falls. They're cool. Yeah, they're really cool. So, um, I mean, there is there is a limit to the amount of Blake 7 podcasting I can listen to considering I am. We're up, doing it. I have well. to do one and then I have to edit <laughs> it. And, I mean, I was talking about this on my other podcast um, about the fact that we actually got an advice question on Bye 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 mm. on how do you do things, how do you motivate yourself to do things. And I was like, well, what I need is a deadline because yeah. – I had six or seven podcast episodes to edit before I went on holidays, and I did them all yeah. the night before. Yeah, and I listened to the last episode. It sounded awesome. 
Well, that's good because um, I haven't listened to it yet because I haven't been able to download it five times. Um, anyway, first so order of business. We should open some cards. Yeah. Your move, I think. Shall I go first? So long. You go first. You're on holidays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I haven't been on holidays. I think I went first last time. Let's have a look, shall we? What have so you've been on holidays and I finished chemotherapy. Yes! So. We're having champagne so to celebrate both of these things. Hang on, one, two, three, cheers. Cheers. Chink. Cheers, chink. Welcome back. End of chemo. Hurrah! And bizarre. Okay, what have we got here? We have one from the very first episode with Avon sabotaging computers. We got that one already. We've got the mystery one again. This is probably going to be my favourite card, actually. Yeah, mystery. Mystery. And <laughs> when we get to that episode, it's going to be we're going to have to do some some sort of. From what I can tell, it's just such a hated thing. episode. It is. It's a weird episode, but it I is. Gonna there's just some like bits of it. Then we've got Ra- Rochelle and Koza from the next episode. We're going to watch yep. uh, Weapon. Gan and Gan Neeling again, which is another oh, the beautiful one, one yeah. And uh, from today's episode, Inside Orak, oh. Callie. Oh, okay, yep. Callie's then. eye. Because Orak is a bit of a nasty bastard in this one. Not intentionally, Well, I it's think. not Orak, well, spoilers, not exactly Orak, but he does yeah. some nasty things by proxy. Okay, all right, my turn. We should have a luck here. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if looking at something and there's a problem. I don't know it what is a wrong. Um, Row interrogates from, from Horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, crew captive from Redemption. We did that last week, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, scientist Ensor from Orac. All done. And then we've got Tarvin and Jenna from Bounty. So yeah, these they're are all they're all doubles. All That's cool. We're, we're getting lots of. We're getting lots. I've got. I've actually did a big sort. I can see. All. I can see some uh, piles actually, there. Um, I've got to put up little. Uh, I keep on meaning to do it. I've got to put up a, like a selection of which which cards are available. Should you choose to become a patron, of patron. Yeah, yes, we may have this instant rewards available. I'm getting to the point patrons. now where it's like you know, pledge us one buck and we'll send you a card because yeah. you've got heaps. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so if you want a card, pledge us a buck on Patreon. Exactly right. That's patreoncom forward slash awful. <laughs> Um, Basically awful. We have some really good rewards though for later up, higher mm-hmm. up ones if you want to give us more money. We do. So. We do, we do, we do. Yeah. So what are we what episode are we reviewing today, Emma? Should should, should I consult the um the, the... Terry Nation's full illustrated Blake 7, the program guide, the definitive handbook to the BBC TV series compiled by Tony Atwood. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll pop yeah, that the other one. Thank you. <laughs> I just don't feel like doing it. No, no, no. I put the drop in. It's all good. Okay, cool. um, so we're on season two. I know. I've had to change my little um, thingy when I put up the episodes. Season two, ep- series B. It said they call it series B instead of yeah, season two. Yeah, Weird. yeah. Series B, episode two, Shadow. Uh, Blake devises a plan to enlist the help of the Terra Nostra, an underground organization dealing in, amongst other things, the drug Shadow. Shadow. And uh, I won't go on with that because it'll spoil it, but it is spoilers. fucking great episode. It's a good episode. Um, uh, I think, too, I think we agreed last podcast that this organization called the Terra Nostra <laughs> nostrils. just makes me think of the nostrils of the land. Sorry, I'm just going to grab um, my notes because otherwise I'll. I mean, I know I've watched this episode many, many yeah, times, me so too. I shouldn't need them, but. Oh, oh no! Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's still me recording. Having, yeah, we're still recording. I'm still plugged in. Everything's good. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Um, there goes my microphone. Um, yes. So I remember how to do technical things. There we go. No, I don't want to play Pokemon Go on podcast. That would not be good pod. 
Did fun. play a lot of Pokemon Go while I was away as well. Did you get lots of good Pokemons? I got lots of good Pokemons that are exclusive to other places. So wow. also, yeah, that's the other thing. If you know, if you follow me on Twitter at Imogen Writes, I've popped my Pokemon friend list up there. Thing, so be my friend on Pokemon Go. Send me presents. I will send you presents back. I'm good. I understand. I don't understand a word of anything you just said. I was just saying, did you get <laughs> I am Pokemon to be polite? I am upset that you don't play Pokemon Go. I was just saying, did you get me Pokemons just to be polite? <laughs> So I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I maybe I should do a Pokemon Go podcast as well. Maybe we should. Yeah. Hang on, I'm going to go and get that dog. Okay, get the dog. Bring back the bottle while you're there. There are some awesome, like just as you come return, there are some awesome lines in this episode. Like it, not only is it a good episode, but it's got some of the best. I'm just looking through my notes and going, I had to write down about 10 different sets of dialogue because... Oh, dog it! Come here. I found one of your turds in my room the other day. Oh, no. Not that we need to make this not a turd podcast. How did you get up there? No, 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 here. In here. Oh, in here? Yeah. Must have been when Steve was looking up. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible dog. I don't remember you doing it. Um, yes. Oh, no. There's there's one line um, that I would love to use in a work setting or in some sort of showdown setting. We'll get to it. Mm -hmm. We'll get to it. Okay. So we've got an opening scene and it's, it's, it's got some, we've got some nice spacey music and we see, um, two, three people in a white room with a sort of lounging dude and he's seeing cross-legged sort of Buddha. Yeah. He's got like a, like He's got like a cushion on a, on a pedestal type thing. And he's um, sort of pallid and evil. And... Yeah, and he's meant to be, he's wearing red velvet and he has weird hair and he's he's set up almost immediately as looking evil. And there's two other um, people in the room and these are Hannah and Beck, his name is, I think. Where's that? Yeah. I, think I couldn't hear his name for ages. And I thought it was Vic at first, but it's Beck. And Hannah and Beck have done some sort of job for him and they're negotiating their payment. And... Um, it's an interesting little scene because all three of them are good actors. Largo is the weakest, I think. Largo's, Largo's the dude the bad on the, guy. Yeah, Largo's the bad guy. But Hannah and Beck are fabulous. Both yeah, of them are really, really good. good. Beck I think especially. Beck in particular, yeah. I I'm agree. pretty sure Beck was like a long-standing. The guy who plays him was a long-standing guy on um, uh, EastEnders or I something like that. I looked him up because I was so impressed, and I yeah. think he was in a yeah in a long you know long running role. Yeah, in one of those. And he's and he's just he's a good looking dude, and he's yeah. and he's very he just he shines in this episode. I think he's he really, really does. He really does what he's doing. And she's really good too. She's um, good, but yeah, I think he he overshadows that. She, I mean, she's the one. Oh, spoilers! She's the one who's actually addicted. Yeah, and he's he's trying to look after. So what they're it. negotiating for payment? They're they're getting payment in drugs basically, and their yeah. drugs look like. I don't know if you remember when, you, when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. You had these little round things that were bath bombs, basically little bath oils. Yeah, and they were they had like a glycerin outside yeah. that dissolved in the bath, and then all the oil spilled yeah. out of it. And then they, they, they obviously at the body shop and places yeah. like that. They yeah. don't exist anymore, so obviously they were highly toxic in some way. Yeah, there's nothing something that cleaned up the systems and killed fish. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, they used to be these things, little bath oil things, and they look exactly like that. Yeah, and um, these are obviously vials of. There's the sort of thing that Heston Blumenthal feeds people now. <laughs> it looks like so you can get on, on goop. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. This is the latest food craze. You know, all your nutrients and no negative fat in a yeah, little well, And negative fat, negative enjoyment. Yeah, that's um, right. No, anyway, so, so these are little vials of, of a drug we, we know as shadow. And we get a bit of exposition from Largo who tells us that 
if they don't get their dose, then they're going to die, and they're going to die in horrified, terrified agony. agony. Yeah, and it, and it's 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 indicated that the way that these two people look, they they've got like raggedy clothes and silver streaked hair and, and very pale faces. skin. Yeah, yeah they've, uh, they've had um, the BBC makeup department have a little go at them. Yeah, and, and they've done quite a good job. They're of trying to make them look. look like addicts. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, not sort of. Oh, oh dog it! Do what are you doing? Like Where are you off to? Not allowed to multitask. Uh, no, yeah, you're not. Oh, quick, quick, quick! Oh, no, 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 Champagne no. emergency! Oh, no, nice. Well I done. just did that thing of nearly overflowing and not overflowing. Anyway. Yeah, so. Um, uh, yeah, so they look great. They've, they've been very well um, made up and costumed. As a, as a, as a, yeah. And Ligo's, I mean, again, making it into a fashion cast, Ligo's wearing red velvet with fluff, with, with like frills coming out of his sleeves. So it's sort of like a 19th century gentleman, yeah. like. It is. And all of the, um, all of the people who are members of his yeah. gang wear the same thing. Like frock coats. Yeah. And or red velvet. jackets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look very, like, it's 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 it's, it's a uniform for them. And it's, I mean, it, I think it's an interesting costuming choice. It's sort of as an analogous to, um, like, the middle classes in England, mm. you know, when they were sort of making their own money and they weren't um, necessarily part of the established system mm. or of the, of the um, what do you call it, landed gentry. They wore that sort of stuff. I suppose landed gentry did too. But, yeah, yeah. just sort of. It does look very nice. It looks seventeenth century, eighteenth century, and it, and yeah. um, I mean, it look, it looks really good. Yeah, it, it is great, especially on his enforcer guy. He looks great. He's a bit sexy, actually. Oh, he's got Lego hair. I was going to talk about oh, that later, but yeah. Okay. We do hair cast. <coughs> we did fashion cast last week. So we do a hair cast. <laughs> we cast this this week if you want. Anyway, so yeah, they have a bit of a chat about the fact that they haven't been paid yet. Um, Lago wants to make them beg for their payment because he's a bastard. He is a fucking asshole. I mean, that comes out. <laughs> fairly strongly in the very first scene but yeah you get he gets worse and worse as time goes on um and um beck uh like largo turns away for a minute and then suddenly beck's got a gun on him and it's great and it's just like um they nick they nick their shadow they get the shadow back they get they get some jewels back or what Uh, do they get no they just get they just get the they they only get the drugs and um and they make him lie down and then beck uses a recording device to, to fool um, Lago is thinking they're voice. still there, and it's—I mean—it's a great little prop. I love this prop. I wanted yeah. to talk about it a bit. Yeah, it looks like it you looks put... like a reel-to-reel tape, but obviously there's no tape in it. No, like it's a digital it's, thing. Well, I don't think it's digital. I think it's still analog, but analog, but not as we know it. Analog, but not as we know. It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway, the sound quality is fucking excellent, yeah, and I want right. one. Um, but yeah, he he t- puts his recording on to try and make sure they get enough time to go away, and it's actually really skillfully done, and they get away. Um, and then we get a little cutscene of them in the corridor talking about how their Hannah is upset. She doesn't think they're going to get away. And but yeah, Beck Beck's very very upbeat, and Hannah's very fatalistic. But he manages to convince her that we're going they're going to get away. They sort of go off screen, and then you see out the window um, in space the Liberator approaching, which is a nice little oh, it's a nice little shot. Effect, yeah, it? it just comes into shot out the window. Yeah, we see we know that therefore we know that our heroes are about to enter the fray, and. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, I, I just this, it, this whole opening, like again, it sets the scene for the whole episode. Yeah, and that it's just good. It's tight. You know that it's something's going to well directed. It's... You know that this guy Largo is going to do with these two junkies going to have something to do with it, and the castle of the Rose going to have something to do. It's really cool. It's just and it gives you a little um, hint of the world as well. You know that the world is different to the regular Federation. Like it's yeah. obvious that these guys aren't Federation citizens. Um, yeah, and then we get then we get to go on to oh the liberator, which is another great. Job. I wonder who directed this one. Was it Vietnam Ramirez again? Hang on, 
Where's the we program guide? We can check in. Terminations full illustrated Blake 7, the program guide, the definitive handbook to the BBC TV series compiled by Tony Atwood. Yes, that Terminations is well <laughs> The thing, yeah. Um, because it's really good. Um, this, this, this set, the this, first. This is the same composition and all of that sort it doesn't of stuff. Say what, who doesn't say who's directed it? No, it's just got. I'll be in the credits of the actual thing anyway. Yeah, I want to find out history. I'll, I'll pop it in because. Well, um, Horman did the last one, didn't he? It's got a lot of the same hallmarks. Well, this this shot, this, this shot we get of them it's just right. coming in is is it's, it's it's a shot of the of the bridge taken from in front of the pit, and Blake is sitting in the middle of the pit, and the rest of them are in their positions on yeah. there, and it's just it just it feels really powerful, and yeah. Blake has sort of got this power stance sitting, and um, it just it looks really good, and I just remember just looking at it going. Wow, that's that's those are those are the guys that I like. I'm yeah, enjoying yeah. this, and it feel and again it feels again more skillful than all the stuff that was on the first series. Yeah, um, yeah. When they're working was, in a set, at least anyway. Yeah, yeah it was just really good. Um, and yeah, they're they're, they're flying in, and um, we have a talk about the fact that they're going to this place called Space City, also known as the Satellite of Sin. By whom? Me. It had to be someone of limited imagination. Yes, space City, not Space City in the space, not Freedom City, with space, because yes. everything's space. Everything, this is a bit, um, <laughs> space City, where there are space criminals it was, and space it, drugs. It was and... in one of the other podcasts where they were saying, you know, this is Terry Nation, so everything is a space something. Like. Yes, a space surgeon <laughs> yeah. or a space yeah. dog, and or apparently a... it's a Terry Nation sign of thing that he used to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder because when I'm writing, like. I will write um, if I can't think of a word. I'll just put a little bracket bracket in, oh, and I'll yeah. and I'll put a word in there to replace it. And um, one of my other writer friends used to put puts the word wombat in. Oh, okay, so, so you, you can do a find yeah, and search, a find and, and you go, okay, I need to find all the wombats and replace them with real things. Yeah. I wonder if Terry Nation did that with space. Yeah, yeah. Just put space everywhere, and then yeah, just didn't yeah. bother to take it out. To find and replace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Find and replace. I don't know if find and replace existed in the seventies, did it? No, probably not. Actually, well, yeah. word processing existed. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so um, so then what happens is we go back to the Liberator mm, and they're, and they're, like, they're talking about going the and they're talking about the fact that they're going to go and try and contact the Terra Nostra. Yes, the, the nostrils, nostrils of the earth. nostrils of the earth. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, we got a bit. There's a bit of um, like some fighting in that you yeah. know, um, some people are okay and, and equanimical uh, about. You're, you're the writer. You tell me if that's no, right. I, I'm not. I haven't got a very good vocabulary. <laughs> a very good what? A very good a very vocabulary. Good <laughs> That's 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 oh, a one percent, and there is one person a, a who zero point. There is one person who listens to this podcast who will get it. Though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shout oh, out to so you, mate. Hilarious. It was a, that was one of yeah, the funniest moments of our lives. Yes. But yes, I was, and of my mother's, our mother's life as well. Yeah, she, 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 she recounts that story often. Mm. Anyway, um, uh, yes, um, yes. They 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 talk about they're talking about whether yeah. or not it's a moral thing to ask because yeah. it's, it's a criminal. Some thing. people are down with it. They're like, yeah. should, everyone's should, okay with it. We should use whoever we can use to get at the federation and find a base. And you know, well, we... Gan, Gan is the only one who isn't, isn't okay with it. The rest of them are okay. Or well, Callie is a bit iffy about it. Yeah, Gan and Callie being the moral um, compasses, compasses of, the, yeah. of this one, and and Villa is Villa is hilarious here. Like Villa is talking about stuff. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Just get me down there so I can get off my face. Yeah, he wants to go. And, he wants to go and take some dogs and do some dudes or girls or whatever he's into. We never really find out. I think, I think he's into girls. No, he's into girls. I think. Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter. No, doesn't um, really come up that much. Yet. It comes up in one episode. Yes, yeah, for Villa anyway. Yeah, that's all the way down the track. Yeah, um, but um, uh, comes up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Exactly. Obligatory dick joke there. Um, yeah, he. Um, 
So Gan's against working with Terranostra because they're assholes. Uh, Blake is like, I need to use anything and anyone to get to Earth. Uh, Callie's like, mm, not too for sure. Villa's like, you know, as long as I get to go there and have some drugs, I don't care. And, and then Jenna's, it comes Jenna's out that Jenna knows this yeah. guy, Largo. Um, yeah. Largo's no friend of mine. Because says. he tried to get her to run drugs into Earth and she said no. When I met him on Callisto, he forgot to mention he was a member of the organisation. Just said he wanted me to run a cargo into Earth. He didn't tell me what it was at first. Drugs. Shadow. I turned him down. Very sensible. Possession carries a mandatory death sentence. That wasn't the reason. And um, I think that, that that can't have been what got her. Oh, she said no. She that's says, right. Uh, yeah, and she says later on and that then that's later what got on, her arrested. She got arrested. She got set up by Largo for not for saying no to this transaction. Or this, yeah. And the reason she why was. she said no to it, well, my, the, one of the reasons why she could have possibly said no to it is because if you possess Shadow the drug, there's a mandatory death sentence. And um, Avon mentions that she's very wise for refusing the car to go because of this, and she says, no, that wasn't why I refused it. And, and which because, indicates that she does have some sort of moral compass about but this, this doing drug running. Telescoping for the entire... Smuggling. Yeah, the entire episode, though, that the, there's this underlying um, drugs bad yeah. sort of... Or the Nancy Reagan yeah, uh, speech no, thing. You can't do, if you do drugs, you're bad. Although, you think? No, oh. no, the drugs are bad. Um, it's funny, though, because when I was watching the beginning of this, I was like, yeah, they're all they're going, you know, drugs are bad, drugs are bad, drugs are bad. Um, but it's a bit more subtle than the, you know, hitting over the head thing that you usually yeah. get. Because what and it comes, what it comes out as... School special, special. What it comes out is that the, the way people use power over drugs is bad. But I also think that this this is a particular type of drug that actually does kill you. Yes, like it's an inevitability. It just yeah. It, it, it yeah you know whereas, it's poison basically. Yeah, but no matter you can't you can't get off it. You get yeah. dependent to the point that coming off it will kill you. Mm. And yeah, no matter what happens, you you're going to die after your first. Cause I think that Largo says we owned you after your first tiny drop of tiny drop of shadow. Like is, it's just it's just so bad that it's so it dependent must be on pretty it. Pretty good. Like, it must make you feel pretty damn good. <laughs> well, I think, no, because I mean, I think you have to have it as well as being yeah. getting a high from well, it. Well, to slip it to someone and then then suddenly they're fucked for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's, well, that's the thing. Well, we find out that later that, mm. you know, it's presumed extinct, the plant that that, called, that it comes from. Yeah. So, it, you know, in the minds of law-abiding Federation citizens, it's not an issue. It's sort of an historical thing. Mm. Anyway, back to plot, 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 plot. Yeah. They... So we, we, we're talking about the fact that they want to go, uh, they're going to go over and talk to Largo. Villa wants to go because he wants to get high. They say, nah. Um, then we find, uh, yeah, I've just got here written, I've just got written in here. Callie's dress is amazing. Oh. She's got that thing with the, it's like got a cape, fashion cast again, a cape on the back and then like a uh Gathered thing that gathers the oh, material at the front yes, and sort of panel down the front. Yeah, got big white boots. She yeah, just looks freaking fabulous in this episode. But anyway, yeah. So they head off over there. Callie operates the teleport. Yep. Um. Uh. So it's Blake, just Blake and Jenna. Yeah, and... but first we get back to Vic and Hannah, and we find Petey, who's oh, the other person that they right. want to like to escape. Um, Beck's talking about how he has to look after Hannah, Hannah and Petey and how he promised mum. So the implication is that Hannah and Petey are his brother and sister, I yeah, think. Yeah, younger brother and sister, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, he says, she, she asked me to look after you, yeah. you and Hannah, you and Petey. And so it could be an uncle or could it be could an, be... Or it could just be like their street mum, you know, yeah. someone they lived with on the streets. Yeah, who, that's right. Just somebody in their hood. But someone who's obviously dead now. Yeah. And um, he's trying to look after them and she, he comes in to try and find Hannah, who's late for their meeting, to get <laughs> off. Basically. The station, yeah, and she's sitting next to a foil wrapped corpse who is Petey, 
and it and that's when we find out that shadow is lethal no matter what you do like yeah. you don't you die without it but you also die if you take inevitably. it inevitably and it's it's a, it's a quite a heartbreaking scene it's really scene. sad isn't it she says he didn't take any more he just died he just died he didn't take any more he didn't need another dish for 12 hours at least 12 hours he just just died just died and um and then Beck loses it because he hasn't—he hadn't realised until then that that Shadow was inevitably fatal. Um, Do you I, think? Yes, yeah, so that's what Shadow does. It kills you. Why? And he doesn't—he doesn't know that oh, it's fatal. I didn't and, take it as that. I, I took it as him going, "You've been so stupid," and him, you know, him knowing it, but that. No, you know, I, th- I think he, that was the point where he oh, found okay. out that it killed you. Because otherwise, why would he be? That's what he says at the end. You know, he says he's trying to—he wants to go and kill Largo for for killing them, basically. Yeah. And she says, "Don't." Um, don't do it. What it, it won't help me. It won't help Petey. Yeah. Um, he's already dead, and 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 he says it'll help me. And then she says, "Well, what about me?" And he says, yeah, "It doesn't matter because you're, you're already, already dead. dead." But I think he's known that from the start. But I think he's just had this sort of anyway. Look, yeah. we can agree to disagree. We can, well, there. Well, I, I, I discuss this at greater length. He's so. going on a sort of anyway. But yeah, yeah it's heartbreaking. And then Largo's assistant turns up. <laughs> And does his one thing, which is point a gun and, and be smarmy. Yeah, he has great. got Lego hair. Oh, he's great. I think he's kind of hot. I mean, I've got I've got a husband with Lego hair, so I do appreciate. I don't, sorry, I don't think your husband's hot. I mean, I don't, don't, okay, don't <laughs> just hand me a shovel. <laughs> just hand me a shovel. Here you go, darling. It's all right. You, you're allowed. To, I don't. Your husband's hot either. So there you Good. go. Good. Okay. Cool. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. That's, like, well, that's very convenient, actually. Yeah, so it would be awkward if that was the case. It would be awkward if, yeah, it would be awkward in any way. Um, I do think your dog is cute. That's yeah, my not, dog's cute, but that's... Not as cute yeah. as Barry, so there you go. There you go, so that's all right. Um, yeah, sorry, okay, I'm doing it. I've not even drunk. I've had two sips of champagne. <laughs> just did a massive burp. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Look, okay, I just want to just reassure our viewers that we've got more than a half a bottle of champagne there and almost four glasses. So we've had literally had a glass, a very, very small glass. Each. I am jet lagged and, and Megan is ill. Well, I'm not, I'm not really sick anymore. I've just, I've come off chemotherapy and so I haven't been drinking, well, I have been drinking a lot, but this is my first sort of champagne without any chemotherapy in my system and it's feeling damn good. That's yeah, nice. Um, anyway. I only got one bottle, but yeah. That's all right. That's all we need. I've got to, I've got to do stuff this afternoon. That's oh, so man, annoying. fuck that. Back to reality. Um, <laughs> as, soon as, you, as soon as you come off camera, hey, you're a full-time mum again. Get your ass into gear. Oh, no rest no. for the wicked. Yeah, coming home from holidays is a bit like that. Like I've yeah. had two and a half weeks of not having to cook a single meal and I'm like... <sighs> God, I don't know. You know what we have for dinner oh, last night? What? Sausages. Oh, well, you know what you're having for dinner tonight? Oh. Okay, so where are we up to? Okay, so oh, oh, where um, are we off to? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? Where are we off to? Yeah, so we, so we find out that, that, that Petey's dead. Um, they, no, they're not. Lago's assistant catches them. Yeah. Uh, um, then we go back to the Liberator where Callie and Villa are having a discussion and Villa's trying to convince Callie to let him go over to Space City. And, she and she's just says, like, no, uh, she's no. better than me with my kids. She's like, nope. nope so you, that's, you've had your answer. I'm not discussing this further with you. And go then, to your room. <laughs> go, yeah, I'm going to my room. You know. <laughs> and then Villa says, a miserable alien. <laughs> so, you know, um, and, then, and then Zen's like, Zen chimes in with some bullshit. And... Oh, yeah, he says, I just want to see what it's like. And so Zen, very sweet Zen, oh, isn't shows him a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, I'm like, oh, thanks, Zen. Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> if only you could operate the teleport like Aurak can. And then that's the ting. Bingo. Like, okay, I'll get Aurak to teleport me over. And this this begins a cavalcade of destruction. And, and weirdness. Yeah. Weirdness. But he does. He gets Aurak to teleport him over and in return he hides him. Hides Aurak somewhere on the ship. But one of the best lines in this is when um, – Villa's trying to convince Kelly to let him go over and help because he's a he's a Delta service grade. Yeah, and um, 
Blake is an alpha grade. And this is a like, nice little discussion of class privilege, yes. privilege actually. He's talking right. about the fact that, you know, the alphas were... It, it's kind of Brave New Worldish where they sort you into intelligence yeah, levels. into classes. Um, yeah. And Villa is a delta grade, uh, which is ABCD, obviously. Um, and Blake is alpha, grade as is Avon, as is Jenna, as... Yeah, they don't talk about game, but Avon and Jenna and Blake are all alpha grades. Yeah. Um, Pampered, um, aristocrat, arist- almost aristocratic class or bureaucratic class at yeah. least. Um, and, and he talks about how, you know, they were very privileged. And Callie is a bit weirded out. Like, she's like, how could Blake live a privileged life? You know, all his family's been killed, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's like, this is a problem. You don't understand what privilege is. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, I had to get into a massive discussion about that. But Villa understands it because despite the fact that he was a Delta grade, He's actually not dumb. He's no, he's not a Delta grade. No, I think you find he's classified out. He's as said, Alpha later. And then he said, he, "I had to buy buy that, buy that grade, yeah. so that people wouldn't pay me any attention, so, yeah. I should, so I could get on with my lifestyle choice of being a thief and a drunk." Exactly. Yeah. Which I think is just so interesting. Villa um, is a fascinating like, character. I reckon Villa's my second favourite character after Avon, I've got to say. I um, have a lot of love for Villa, and um, that's not just and that's look, not not just to downplay the female characters because I love. All the other female characters too. It's just that the writing is so much better yeah. for the male characters. Like because the, it's a man writing, it, yeah. Most, I mean, and there isn't a single female writer. And just because, and just because the right, you know, most roles, male or female, as writers back in the seventies were written for men. Yeah. Anyway, that's. But um, yeah, I just think that man. Uh, what would I? What wouldn't I pay for an early life of Jenna series? Yeah. When we see her being the smuggler captain that we know and love, I mean. That's the thing that they have these these great concepts for the characters, like Callie being the tele, telepath, yeah. and, um, um, Jenna being the smuggler captain, and Dana being the the, the, the warrior the princess, warrior princess, and and Sulin being the like the sort of um, the gunslinger, yeah, the gunslinger exactly. Yeah. And they don't develop her, don't. Oh. Well, Sulin gets very little time, but um, so frustrating. The only one they develop properly is Sisoan, and they do do her very. They well. do do a pretty good job of her. I've got um, to say. And um, I, I mean, yeah, we've we've talked about third line before, but in any case, back to the episode. Um, yeah, so Villa ends up getting transported over to um, Space City. By in the meantime, by calling, right. calling, calling Avon, not Avon, sorry, Blake, a fluffy cheeked amateur, which is I, I'm going to put that in my vocabulary <laughs> from now on, my very small cheeked. vocabulary. Um, very small what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we have Blake and. Jenna um, and Avon negotiating with Largo now about trying to buy their help to infiltrate Earth. And um, they've put Gan as lookout, and this is, this comes up later, but Gan is wearing a very nice, fabulous outfit that is extremely sparkly. And he's sparkly? He's I haven't paid attention. I haven't it's not sparkly, it's just got gold trim and oh, bits. I, and... I, have, I must have just not paid attention to outfits in this one, I suppose, because the outfits of the main you know, um, ensemble cast are just so different to the druggy outfits. Yeah, the druggy outfits are just So like, it's just, it's just, you almost don't pay attention but to... But this is like one of the first episodes you see uh, Avon in his silver shirt. Oh, he's in the silver shirt in this one. Yeah. Maybe that's all that was holding my eye. Silver. Yeah, Pretty silver. It's the shiny. best. Shiny. Uh, it's the best colour, just like Beethoven. Mildly <laughs> <laughs> regarded yeah, as the best colour. It's just generally accepted as the best. <laughs> Um, um, yeah. So, so I forget what happens next. Is um, they're still with Largo, and they have this little negotiation about stuff. Yeah, they want, they want to they buy the help. Largo is busy denying that the telling has anything exists. to do with no it. Yeah, the no such thing as nostrils of the earth. No such thing as nostrils of the earth. And it's like, well, you might, but you still know how to contact them. No, I've got no idea what you're talking about. And then Avon sort of scoops up the bag of gems and says, "I guess Gan was right. We're wasting our time here." Mm. 
Um, and um, yeah, like I says, oh, you know, I, this is one of the good lines. Like I says, oh, there's some impressive gems there. I'm a, sm- I'm a small collector in my own way, you know. I could make you an offer. I'll make you an offer. No. It's like, well, he was like, that has sentimental value for me. It's a beautiful stone. I'm a bit of a collector in a modest way. I could make you an offer. They have a sentimental value for me. Oh, family heirlooms. No, I'm just sentimental about money. And there's a nice little physical exchange too where um, Blake does a click to give get Avon to give him back the gems yeah, bag yeah, and yeah. Avon just goes, oh, all right, we're going to have the money <laughs> gives it back to him. It's true. That's true. It's some really good physical acting, yeah. isn't it? Um, and, yeah, they get – basically the, the upshot of this is that, like I said, stay for a drink and they say no and then um, Mr. Mr. Enforcer dude with his Lego hair and his one – thing which is pointing guns at people saying uh saying snappy one-liners this he comes in and goes because when he comes in to see the others Ligo wants you to very badly and then Ligo's like no I insist you stay for a drink and the guy comes in and points the gun exactly the same stance and yeah, says yeah. he insists so it's like yeah, yeah. this is your this is you found a niche and you're in it and you're yeah, gonna do that's it right and he says maybe Gan was right we shouldn't have trusted these people um, and then Gan's the lookout but then Gan's got a gun stuck in his neck too. Because he's kind of obvious. Yeah. As we and find then out later. back on the Liberator. No, we're not back on the Liberator yet. They all get corralled into the same cell with... Well, the... no, Avon and Gan get put in the same cell with Hannah and Beck. Yeah. Um, whereas Jenna and Blake are being used for negotiation purposes. Um, oh, that's right, because they want to get they want to find out what else is on the Liberator. I think that what um, uh, Largo wants to get... Hold the liberator and the money off the liberator. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 then we go back to oh. Callie, who is trying to find Villa um, on the ship and um, can't find anything. Works out that Orak is transported across. Asks Orak, uh, uh, asks Zen where Orak is, and Orak warns her that, that Orak is being a bit weird. Yeah. He says the um, one called Orak is not-, not concerned with the safety of the liberator. And. Um, so, she, so she calls up Villa on Space City, who is fucking waste. He's off his tits. He is, and like he's only been gone for like five minutes. Yeah, he's only been gone for five minutes. I'm like, what did he do? She, like he's, he's, he's off his tits. Like even, even an E would take a little bit longer to hit in yeah, than, yeah. than, than, than yeah, five yeah. minutes he's, he's been gone. Even, even some chemis wouldn't yeah, have gone that fast. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get that high that quick. So I don't know what he's done. <laughs> well, he's it must be just life. 23rd or whatever millions. Doggo, doggo, sit here. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so... Bill's uh, wasted. He's off his tits. And, um, they have a nice little thing where she's like, where's Orak? Promise not to tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then we go back to... Yeah, basically, she tries to find Orak. Orak says, no! Yeah, don't I'll destroy me. the life support systems if you try to find me. And, and she's so like, okay. all right, that's a bit weird. No problems. Um, then we go back to uh, Hannah, and Vi- Hannah and Beck in the prison shell. In the prison shell, in the prison cell, basically roasting Gan and Avon yeah, for being shitty at their like, job. It's great. And what does what it say? I don't know how they found us. I don't know how they found us. So just mimicking them. It's <laughs> like use him as a lookout. <laughs> They're just laughing away. Sorry, Avon. That makes all the difference. Don't know how they spotted me. I don't know how they spotted me. And I think somebody Avon leans down next to Hannah and says something amuses you. Yeah. Um, and she yeah, tells all... him about how the fact that using Dan as a lookout is a bloody stupid idea, and um, they probably should have used Villa. In fact, they re- like Villa would have worked, but they couldn't have trusted him. That's true. He wanted to go off and get high. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they roast him, and then then they're talking about. Uh, then they go back to Callie on Liberator, and Blake calls Callie, and uncharacteristically for Blake Seven, she actually attempts to warn him that shit's gone bad on the yeah, yeah. Like She says, there's something going on, and, and she's trying to tell him, basically, that that has gone, gone missing. missing Villa's fucked off. But Blake, unfortunately, has a gun to his head at, at, with Ligo and says, no, 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 this is more important. 
and um, they, they have this little weird bit where Callie gets to use her telepathy. Yeah, and uh, it's a bit long and unconvincing, but it's a good idea, I guess. But she says, um, he says, oh, they, they want, they've seen the money, but they want the rest of the money as a show of good faith. Mm. Have Zen bring the rest of the money. Which is us. an indication. Which would have been a tr- I think they might have sorted it out beforehand. But, you know, that's, Zen obviously can't do it. He's a, so, yeah. um, uh, she's like, oh, okay, all of the money, and then Lago goes, oh no, 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 it's a trap, kill him. So no, and no, no, wait, why do you think it's a trap? Well, you know, you can't send Zen over. Your shuttle's already here. Yeah, and Blake says, well, we've got another shuttle. Oh, impressive ship, says Lago, and he buzzes up to Kelly and says, you know, well, he asks, he asks Blake how many shuttles they've got. They've got mm-hmm. none. Yeah, <laughs> we all four. know they've got none. He's like, we've got four. And, and so um, Kelly has to work has out. To, she has this little telepathy thing with Blake, where she's like, Blake, I shall count. And when she's worried that it might be number. too far. When I reach the number, call my name, and she counts really slowly, one, two, three. Yeah, four. I'm like, at this stage, if I was like, oh, everyone would be dead. Yes, exactly right. But um, yeah, they work it out. That He works it out. Kelly gives the right answer. They're like, we'll be expecting your man, Zen. Zen. And we're like, that's not a man. It's a computer. But yeah. Um, then Kelly goes, whoop ass. What does she do? She oh, goes, whoop ass. It's fabulous. Yeah, she, she, she is amazing, isn't she? She goes, she, she tells Zen, she tells Orak that she needs Zen, but she to- tells... Alright, because she's not going to ask any questions, questions about where Alright. So, for, for whatever reason, Alright decides to let her access Zen. Then she basically threatens to, to blow Space the City, out, space of the city out, out of the sky, and it's just a really lovely little exchange. It's like it shows uh, common day work. Yeah. Um, the guy, like you get a couple of these scenes, like in yeah. later episodes as well, like the one in season three. I reckon it's worth playing the whole scene, like cutting into the podcast, because like I just love how she's so. Um, Methodical in the way she's she approaches. She's really good at it, and she just she just in the way she approaches. Blasts intimidating out. and like yeah, she's, and, and, she's and good. Yeah, and she's just it's 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 a really great scene of Callie being, but it's badass. Yeah, it's really good. Central control, central control, go ahead. This is the weaponry officer on the battle cruiser Liberator. Duty officer, your computer took a priority channel. Whatever you want, it better be important. Four of my friends are being held prisoner in your city. Unless you release them immediately, I shall open fire on you. Listen, lady. You shouldn't drink in those cheap dives. You go blind eventually. Zen, report battle computer status to central control. Confirmed. All right. So you're at battle stations. You don't expect us to believe that you... A man called Largo is holding my friends. You have six minutes to release them. You can't be serious. I was never more so. You have five minutes and 55 seconds. Detectors report high-speed approach. Scan. Gunship. It is maneuvering for attack position. Warn them off. Warning ignored. Compute coordinates range blasters. Blasters ranged. Warn them again. Warning ignored. They are pressing their attack. I gave them a chance. Hold your fire. Central. The next shot will be right down your throats. You have three minutes and 30 seconds. Now, the kind of weird thing happens, though, is that at the same time, the enforcer comes to get some people out of the cell. And they... And mm. what's-her-face, uh, Hannah fakes an overdose or some sort of fit, and that distracts him enough for them the to other get four out. to ambush him. And there's only one guy, isn't it? Yeah. Going to get four, which I wouldn't be doing. I'd have a no. couple of people. There. Well, maybe he's exceptionally good. Good as well as exceptionally but handsome. Not as, but not as good as... um. There's four of them and, and uh, somebody faking an overdose. So um, they actually do manage to escape. And, and then they, then they, they storm they Ligo. They sit to Ligo's office 
And while they're bursting into Ligo's office, um, Central Control pings him and says, let your prisoners go. Yeah, but Ligo's unconscious, so Blake pretends to be Ligo. And it's, it's, it's actually really, it's a funny little scene because, because Blake sort of goes, Ligo. Ligo. And, and they try to release. <laughs> it was, it's a really sweet little thing. And so they all transport over, back over to the Liberator and, and Beck and Beck sort of says, come on, I want to go with you. And they don't let him. But then. I think Blake it's because they don't have enough teleport yeah. bracelets. Well, the only reason. Blake comes back and picks them up. Says, "Why do you, and why? Why have you changed your mind?" It's like because Villa's back and he's fucking hangover. <laughs> he, <laughs> needs, he wants to a make a necklace of his teeth. Bad case of alcoholic remorse. That's yeah. right. Because yeah, because when, when 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 Callie threatens to say he wants to bring Villa wants to bring Callie back a gift, and she says a necklace from your teeth. So he's yeah. he's he's wasted on the promenade or whatever, and they bring him back and they want. Beck to help him out because obviously Beck knows about this stuff. I don't think that's the reason he brings them back. I think it's just because he doesn't have enough teleport bracelets. Yeah. So he goes to get some and he comes back. So like, you know, why the change of heart? And Hannah says, "Oh, do we care?" Mm. Um, but they take him. They take them back, and I think it's partly because you know, you know, you don't know whether they're going to be part of the crew down the track or whatever. I mean, I suppose Shit, it would have been good though. Wouldn't I know. I mean, it? Beck, Beck on that crew would have been great. But he obviously had more money coming to him through EastEnders, EastEnders or whatever. Or whatever. Was. Was, what's the other one that they all watch now? Emmerdale. No, Emma no. Dow was another one as well. Like Corrie. apparently there's like Coronation Street. Coronation Street, that's right. They talk about the, the, the having to have an extra power plant online for when Coronation Street goes to an ad break really? because everyone turns their kettle on. <gasps> I hate that. <laughs> you hate I that fact? Ever, I hate that fact. <laughs> I don't know why it's so sad. It's sort of like <laughs> no, they're all well, maybe it's nice. I don't know. I think it's sweet. It's like it's like a like England uniting. But not knowing it. That's kind of sad. Well, they do know it now because... Well, we've told them. Everybody, well, no everybody such, listens to this. No such, thing as, no such thing as a fish told them first. <laughs> oh, no, no, okay. Well, they probably got from them more than no, us. No, no. A lot more people listen to that podcast. Yeah, well. that's right. Um, but, yeah, they actually literally have to turn another power plant on oh, for this wow. particular time. So. Avon is then a shit to Gan. Like, there's this bit where they're trying to find Orac. And Gan says, you know, I tried to find Orac. I even tried calling his name. And Avon says, that's the sort of natural stupidity that... Um, yeah, I, I expected you. Can't find Orac. Even tried calling his name. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. It's the kind of natural stupidity no amount of training could ever hope to match. It's, he's, he's real yeah, shithead. There. I know, I know. It's one of the other podcasts that have. I think it might be the English dudes, Ian and David. I think their names mm. are that they have a segment in every podcast, which is Gan spotting, <laughs> <laughs> because he gets so little to do and yeah. he's so undervalued as a right as you know as a written character. Um, so yeah, that was something called Gan spotting. Well, this is you know you Gan spotting with him being the lookout, and he got spotted. Well, at least he got spotted. <laughs> he did get spotted on that occasion. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're all back on the Liberator, and then what? They're off to find. Oh, they get the moon disc, or not the moon disc. The they get little, they get Hannah's shadow. Little bath like, bomb. Okay, so the Terra Nostra doesn't want to help, don't want Elvis. So let's find out where the Terra Nostra really is, because it's all from shadow. Mm-hmm. So let's have a look at um, the. So bath they get ball. they get Hannah um, to. Basically. Oh yeah, but in the meantime, Callie gets sort of roasted by 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 Orac too. Oh, and she passes out. Did that happened first. Yeah, yeah. Callie's upset. They get back to the they get back to the ship, and Callie's upset that they haven't found Orac. And she's like, "This is important. We need to find him." But Blake's like, "No, I've got other things to do." Yeah. So she sort of walks off, and all the lights go out. Yeah, that's and right. that's when Orac sort of 
says, I warned you not to look for me. And he somehow does something to her mind. Which yeah. I think the imprisonment in a box is meant to be a metaphor yeah. for her being trapped in inside her own head. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's not nice. He's not being nice. Yeah. Um, but then we go back to Blake trying to work out how to get to the Terra Nostra and they analyse Hannah's last bit of shadow. And, and she's like, oh, be careful. It's all I have. You really feel for her at that moment too. God, you know that she's poor chick. She gets, she gets totally dependent on it and a slave to it, and it's horrible. And um, they find out where, where, which planet it comes from. And then Zen does his casual. Like this is another thing. They that do happens this a few times. Yeah. Zen tries to tell them that there's something else in the shadow, and Blake just cuts him off. I'm like, thank you, Zen. That's enough. I was like. There are all traces, also traces about you. Be like, you want to know the whole story yeah. of what what the Terranos is doing anyway. And Blake, this is. I mean, classic make, Blake, though, they do make him. They actually, it's, it's consistent for his character. He is impatient, yeah. and reckless. Yeah, that's and, true. And um, I mean, it comes out a lot in this series, obviously, because there's there's a few things that happen later on where yeah. his impatience and his recklessness and his his determination is actually a character flaw. His zeal. Yeah, and um, and yeah, this is an indication of of the first beginnings of that in this series. Yeah, of him yeah. just not having the patience to be careful about things. Yeah, or um, yeah, take his time to get his facts straight before yeah. he goes. Yeah, and I think that that's that, that that's the counterbalance to Avon, who actually overthinks everything. Yeah, except when you're into series four, but that's for another time. Series four, he goes. Oh no, I think in series four he is overthinking a lot uh, too. He's also he's stupidly paranoid in series four as well. Like he's he's he's, he's to the point where he's overthinking to the point where it's destruction, destruction. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about it in series yeah, we'll four. About, yeah, I have been watching a bit of series four now, so mm. why you've been away? Because I just thought I wanted to get some context for some arcs and what happens mm. to characters and stuff and whether it's all consistent and I don't think it is but anyway yeah um so they find out that the main component is this plant-based thing from a plant that's called a moon disc yeah that was um harvested on a planet called used to exist on a planet called what was the planet called Sophron. No. Yeah, so they find out Sophran. Sophran? No. Which isn't no, Sophron. Sophran's an anti-nausea medication you take when you're pregnant. Cool. Sophron. Sophron. Let's just call it Sophron. If we call it Sophran, I'm just going to think about morning Something sickness. Else. <laughs> Sophron. It'll be, it'll, it'll be in Terry Nation's The Definitive Handbook. Should we have a look? No. Okay. <laughs> you can start talking about what, what, what they decided about. Okay, so they find, out where, they find out that, the, that the, the shadow comes from a cactus that only grows on this one planet and it was thought to be extinct, but it's not extinct. They, a few fact bombs about this plant. It moves and it's meant to, meant to be telepathic. And um, hilariously, no one, like this is something that, is obviously in the Federation archive. It's, not, it's, it's in Federation Wikipedia that yeah. it moves and it's telepathic. But none of them believe yeah. it. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, that's right. No, I can't find Sofran. Sofron. I've got Shadow, a drug that was the major source of finance for the Terra Nostra, derived from an organic compound of the cactus family, species Alpha 75. Yes. Moon but it doesn't tell you which, which um, called the moon disc anyway. <sighs> I think they can move. They look like bath balls. They look like flat bath balls. Yeah. Like they, they're right. like like the shadow the shadow uh, drug vials that we see at the beginning are round and the moon discs are discs, but they basically look the same. Um, in any case, uh, oh yeah, oh no, it's Zonda. Zonda. Oh, Zonda. That's right. That's all yeah. right. Yeah, cool, cool. So they head off to Zonfa, Zonda. Yeah. Zondor. In the meantime, yeah, we talk about Lago has a bit of a discussion with the, the chairman of the Terra Nostra saying, you know, I'll find Blake in that. And he's looking very beggy. And the chairman of the Terra Nostra has a massive fuck-off spider in a tank. I know, it's so cool. It's like, hey, what are you doing with that spider? I'm not even sure he's the chairman. He's just the next person up the chain. Well, he calls him Master Chairman. 
chairman. Mm, um, I, I, and I sort of, I don't know, I want, we'll, we'll, work, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, yeah. he's playing with his spider in a tank and he, that's all he does because every time they talk to him, he's doing this. I'm like, it can't be that interesting. Yeah, I know. Why would you play with a spider all day? Well, and it's like, why would you be annoying a spider that's that big as well? Yeah, we are, we're Australians. We are taught not to annoy spiders. Oh, yeah, don't annoy the fucking spider, Don't annoy dude. that fucking spider. You know? um, <laughs> They're more afraid of you than you are of them until you fucking annoy them and they jump on your head and bite you. Yeah. And in any case, yeah, we've got the... the the, the, after we, we find out that um, he's, he's got an agent, is what he says, and um, the agent turns out to be he says he says his agent is Hannah. We we're, not, we're pretty sure that Hannah is not an agent. Yeah, so we find that he's talking about the fact that he's got an agent. We, we he thinks it's Hannah. We 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 basically know that Hannah's a good person by now. I mean, I think she's a good person. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's an agent at all. No. Um, well, no, we work out why. We find out in a second. And so the the um, this is my favourite line in almost all of Blake Seven, apart from a couple of events where he's like, "I have an agent aboard. We'll track her, track her, and we'll um, get the ship. The rewards will be threefold: the reward for the crew, the reward for the liberator, and more importantly of all, the the you know the reminder that we can punish where the Federation cannot even reach." Yes. Um, and so that's like, ironic from later on yeah. I know because it also means Ligo doesn't know the first story yeah so Ligo can't be that senior no but anyway um, spoilers anyway chairman says yep you've got my permission to go ahead and Ligo says um, I thank you for your confidence chairman Ligo that is too small a thing to thank me for and I have so wanted to say that to somebody in a team of mine that was underperforming yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for being so confident me that's too small a thing to thank me mm. for I never. I mean, I had the opportunity, but it's just one of those things that could be construed as workplace bullying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably is workplace bullying. Yeah, I'd say so. I think you could probably say it to me or mum. Yeah, but I, I don't always do have confidence in your mum. Yeah, but we we take that, it as a joke. Say it to my husband, who would not take it as a joke. <laughs> it probably wouldn't be a joke. <laughs> Hey, 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 he probably listens. Um, no, he doesn't. It's okay, all right. Cool. Um, <laughs> and he probably already knows anyway. <laughs> Fine. You have a very healthy relationship. Mm. So, yeah, then we find out, then we go back to the Liberator and um, Gans being shitty about the fact that they're going to try and find the Terranostos. So he's like, you know, well, these guys are assholes. We shouldn't be dealing with them. Um, Gans a good dude. I love yeah, Gans. I love Gans. I would. Guy. I would be mates with Gan. Um, then we then we cut to Villa walking through the corridors, hungover as a bastard. Yeah, looking like hell. And he happens to come upon Callie and Orac, and Callie is passed out, and Orac says she's insane. And um, they're trying to work out what's wrong with her, and Avon's all, you know, oh no, let's just say yeah, she's. Someone says she is an alien. That could be what's problem. And, and Avon says she's more human than I am. Oh, it does say in this episode. And it's like, it's a sentimentality on the other part. thing, too. They're saying, you know, um, uh, I think it's Ka- uh, Jenna who says, it's not like what's like, what it's like on our on. Oh, no, it's Gan. Yeah. Gan gets a bit of work to do here. It's not like on our on. On our on, they've got, they can hear each other's thoughts, so it's, you never feel like you're alone. Yeah. And uh, it's like, well, she doesn't have any other of her people Be- here. Uh, Beck's the one who says, what happens when one is alone? And and, um, and Jenna says, I think that's what we're, we're finding, finding out. out. And it's, it is, it's interesting. Again, they pack so much into this episode. Yeah, they really do, don't they? Yeah, it's, it's, really a really, tight. it's a packed episode. Um, and this is going to be a long pod. Um, um, yeah, so well, we yeah. may even do a two-parter on this pod, maybe, especially if we include all the burping and um, and and wazzing and um, oh, I don't think dog we need interventions. To, we may need to. <laughs> okay, we can go for a full hour. We've got eight minutes to finish, so that's cool. We can do that. Oh, yeah. um, 
And, and I'm going to cut out the whiz. If I cut out the whizzing, it'll be a lot less than that. So mm. the whizzing and the burping. I'm putting in some of the burping, yeah, I swear. Um, but yeah, so the, like the other fine, that's right. They, they teleport down to the planet that the, the, the moon discs come from, and it's hot as a bastard. They're all wearing yeah. really nice white suits. And There's some really nice interactions between Villa, not Villa, sorry, uh, Jenna and Avon about how hot it is. Hot enough to yeah. fry your eyeballs. Yeah. Hot, hot enough to boil a monkey's bum. <laughs> 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 she smiled quietly, she smiled to quietly to herself. Not a bad Sheila, not, not at all. Not all, not all stuck up. Not a bad Sheila. That's probably what you reckon. There's ten percent. Oh, that'd be a forty percent. I you reckon. Think so? Yeah, at Black Seven people. But I don't know if anybody knows that sketch very well. Well, Bruce, I heard the Prime Minister use it. It's hot enough to boil a monkey's bum in here, Your Majesty. He said, and she smiled quietly to herself. She's a good Sheila, Bruce, and not at all stuck up. Oh yeah, Bruce? yeah. Your name's Bruce. not Bruce then. That's going to cause a, a bit of confusion. confusion. Yeah. They, they do it quite a good job at an Australian accent. Do, still not they? quite great. Yeah, still not, not nowhere near as good as ours. No. Honed. Many I, can, I can do them faking an Australian accent more than they, better, than they, better than they can fake an Australian Probably. accent. Probably. I'm not very good at accents, so. Um, In any case, yes. It was hot enough to boil a monkey's up bum or hot enough to fry your eyeballs. Um, my, another one of my favourite um, Australian sayings that my um, uncle-in-law said, at my wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Windy enough to blow a dog off a chain. Windy enough to blow a dog off a chain. Um, Is it windy enough? It's certainly windy enough to blow Cosmo off a chain because he's teeny. I know. What's the other one? It's like, um, ah, when you drink or eat something that's disgusting, ah, that'd kill a brown dog. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to get, I'm not here to fuck spiders into the, into, into, into. <laughs> it's actually not, like, it was a Tumblr post from about six months, or oh, about five years ago, actually, and um, someone put up this Tumblr post saying, um, you know, in Australia they they say, I'm not here to fuck spiders. And someone had just sort of pinged every Australian Tumblr user and said, yeah. is this actually a thing? And we were like, nah, I've no, I've never heard that in my no. entire life. But now, but now it is. Now we're going to use it all the time. <laughs> I'm not here to fuck spiders. What do you also, here now it can be, I came here to do two things, to kick ass and <laughs> fuck spiders. And there's no one left. fucked all the spiders. <laughs> well, there's no one left to kick ass. <laughs> No, I've gotten already kicked everybody's ass. It works both ways. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, it's a joke that keeps on giving. <laughs> I'm two things. Kick ass and fuck spiders. <laughs> I've already fucked all the spiders. I've already kicked all the ass. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and, oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, nothing, in no way attributable uh, to the champagne. Now... Where were we? Oh, no uh, yeah. Uh, Villa was being hungover as shit. Yeah, Besides, he wants planet. to turn on... Or actually do the teleport because everyone's yeah. down everyone's down on the planet um, setting little sensors up so they can fry all the moon disks. Yes, yeah, so they can get a map of the area so they can destroy it if they need to. Um, and in the meantime, Villa has said, look, I don't want to do the teleport anymore because I need to get something for my massive hangover. I need, I need some um, Barocca and... A large Vegemite sandwich. Vegemite sandwich and... Possibly some fries. Fish and chips. Yeah, yeah, something with greasy stomach to line. Yeah, and what else? Or greasy food to line the stomach and diet coke to rehydrate the body. Yeah, that's true. This was my that was my traditional recipe. <laughs> and now I've discovered also that you know, codeine and ibuprofen. Ibuprofen, <laughs> uh, best best hangover hangover cure I've ever had. But unfortunately, relies on the fact that you have the next day off. Yeah, you take two ibuprofen before you go to sleep that yeah. night with a large amount of water. Yeah, wake up the next morning. Yeah, take another two ibuprofen. Yeah, go back to bed again. Oh, okay, and you're fine. Unfortunately, yeah, you know, but you have to stay in bed all day. Yeah, which is what you've been doing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you would have sat in bed all day feeling like shit. Oh, Whereas with your two ibuprofen the next morning, you can go to bed and right. sleep quite well. Mind you, I plan to never be hungover, hungover ever again. But anyway, uh, so so he reactivates Orac, which is a big mistake because Orac yes. had the because as soon as, as soon as he reactivates Orac, Orac goes, 
the bridge is almost complete. Okay. And that's an ominous thing to yeah, say. You no don't matter want to say what that. you're in. Especially if, you know, and, you know, especially if you're in the cult of Scientology. Yeah. Ooh, better, you better cut that out. They might sue. They might. <laughs> They've got no money. Yeah, that's right. And also, they don't know, listen. Yeah, they don't If they do care. listen, then, you know, like, hey, Swookus, put us in your little quiz. Yeah. Um, do you listen to this podcast? No, then you don't deserve to be saved. I don't know what it goes, how it goes, anyway. The SUB Scientology. Church right near the bus stop I caught home. And yeah, yeah. They used to be standing outside. I know, Castaway Street. They used to stand outside and ask me questions. Oh, I got stopped all the time. I got stopped all the time when I was quite young and under 18. They said, well, you can't, you, I'm not allowed to participate. I'm not allowed to join. I'm under 18. And they, they would, that would, and I used that excuse for a long time, even when I was well into my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm under 18. Under I look 18. a bit haggard because I've yeah. been taking a lot of drugs. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I need to be saved. I used to work at Galaxy Bookshop, as oh, you know, that's right. yeah, yeah. and they were right mm. next to that Scientology. And the guy who ran Galaxy Bookshop, I can't remember his name, the manager dude, said he actually did the personality test and everything. Oh, they tell you. They tell No matter what, how happily you answer him, they tell you you're all fucked up. And yeah, yeah, and he said that. He said, look, I did the test. He was like a, a proto-Ross and Carrie. He, was, he, was, he went in to find out what yeah, it was all yeah. about. And he was, quite, I mean, he was a very serious dude. Nice dude. Like, you know how... Galaxy Bookshop, for those of you who don't know, was the uh, is still the uh, science fiction fantasy bookshop in, in Australia. Sydney. No, no, Minotaur down in Melbourne's much better. Is it? Oh, okay. Sorry, I used to work at Galaxy. I shouldn't be bad mouthing it, but yes. Um, so all the people who ran it and were in it were very still nerdy. pretty kick ass. I used to get all my um, Star Trek novels and yeah. Doctor Who figurines from there. Super nerdy, awesome. Um, so anyway, okay, so the bridge is almost complete, bit of creepy. Then they come back up from the surface of the planet and they see guards. They have to shoot a couple of guards. <gasps> they haven't come back up yet because this whole business, all the stuff that happens down on the planet, Callie gets um, attacked by Warwick again as soon as he gets turned on. He tells her to run away. So she runs down to the planet. So she runs down, she, she teleports, he teleports her down to the planet. She's running in really, really hot. And passes out, or like ostensibly te- teleports her down to the planet to get him, get her away yeah. from him to stop her from interfering in yeah. whatever he's doing. And she passes out from the heat, and then all the moon just sort of get on her, get dragged onto her. And they're telepathic, and they start whispering at her, and so and singing to her. Yeah, and it's kind of cute, it, but also a bit creepy because they are a bit yuck. Because they're plants. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she gets enough strength. Oh, and that's right. And, then, and and while this is all happening, the Liberator starts losing power. Ah, because because Orax is using the power. Orax sucking all the power up. And because uh, Villa tried to turn him off and he sh- okay, it so shocked him a couple of but times. But I'm Blake and Kelly. Um, Blake no, they're, and they're, no, they're still down the planet. Oh, still down there. Yeah. Um, mm. that's, that's the whole problem. They can't get them teleported up because Orax being weird. Um, anyway, yeah. Orax trying to suck all the, the power out of... Um, Liberated them. So they're about to orbit. crash into the planet. Callie gets boosted by the moon discs to the point where she can telekinetically turn Orak off, but not before Orak kills Hannah, because Hannah says, I'll turn it off. And she puts a hand on the key and it electrocutes her and kills her, and he gets very, uh, poor Beck gets very And Beck's like, I'll oh, do it all. And Villa's like, no, no it'll, it'll kill you too. too. But then, yeah, Callie manages to teleport the key away from. Well, telekinetically. Well the, well, the key magically appears in her hands yeah. down on the planet. We don't really know what's happening happened there. Yeah. Um, and and then, then they all get teleported back up again, including Callie, and we have a long explanation of the fact that what happened with Orak was he has a carrier beam that 
goes through the telepathic dimension and some big angry nasty bastard was trying to get through into the world and suck everyone up and villa actually sums it up beautifully so i'll put that in there so you see beck this thing tapped into orax channels sucked up all his energy so that it could come squirting out and swallow us all. Okay, that'd be good. Yeah, it was the, 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 yeah. the plain man's guide to alien invasions. Alien invasions. Um, but they're using Aurac, and apparently Callie was, because she's telepathic, she would be the only it. person who could have detected it. So that's why they... So, um, yeah, that, that gets fixed. Her. And then um, we discovered that the reason why the Terra Nostra operate so happily is because they're actually run by the President of the Federation. Yeah, the President's personal guard were marching around down on... Zofran. No. Zonda. Zondor. Zondor. Because there's a Zondor and there's a Zondar. Uh-huh. Just, just okay. so, like, the Zondar comes much later on. And this is Zondor or Zondar? Anyway, let's have a look. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, yes, so. Um, Zondar. So, yeah, they work out that the president of the Federation runs the Terra Nostra. And then we get a, one of my favourite lines from Blake. It's quite logical. To have total control, you must control totally both sides of the law. Oh, redundancy in language, yes, both sides of the coin. Anyway, yeah, 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 the yeah. point is that the Federation is corrupt as all shit and yeah. controls the population through legal means and illegal means. Yeah, um, just, we just call it corruption these days. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much, you know, it's, it's rampant. It's, it's a thing. Yeah, everywhere. It exists. So, yes. And yeah. then, and then um, Blake lets Beck press the button. To destroy the President's personal moon disc garden. Yes, and it's nice because Beck. And then he sends him. He also sends Beck back to Space City to be an agent there. Yeah. To he said, "I'll come looking for you in three years," which is unfortunate because three yeah, years later the series is finished. <laughs> also, and also, we would, have, we would have liked to have seen him. I would have loved to have seen him again. But yeah, three years later the series is over, so we never yeah. get to see Paul Beck again. Oh, well. I'm, I'm wondering if that was like the producers going, "I'll come back in three years when you finished with." Um, Coronation Street, or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. So we can yeah, actually have some more yeah, good, some good acting talent. Um, yeah. Maybe the ensemble cast. Oh, they're they're good actors. Cast, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we could do hair cast. We've got we've got a few things to do. But this has gone really long, so we might do it next episode. Yeah, we might say, "Hey, Megan." We, uh, okay. Yeah. Yes, Imogen. Did you find yourself a Brian? What? I shall return to them and well, I mean, it's it's basically too easy. It's got to be Villa. <laughs> Double Brian. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Villa is living his best life. I mean, Anybody he's paying for his best life yeah. as well. But well, he's probably the Brian for that bit where he's just, he just heads on down there and gets shit faced <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. Within the first yeah, 10 like, seconds of landing yeah, on the city, he's yeah. fucked up. He's my new hero. Yeah. <laughs> He's hilarious. <laughs> like he went there with a purpose and he fulfilled his purpose. Yep. He did it. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, you know, follow up Brian. Like, if I was going to have a runner up Brian, mm. I'd have the chairman who just, you know, plays with a spider all day. Yeah, yeah. Clearly a bit simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that might be ableist. He's clearly got some uh, cognitive capacity difficulties. Yeah. Because if you have, if you get, you get your shits and giggles from just. If you're there to fuck spiders, yeah, yeah, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, so sorry. he'd be my follow-up Brian. Did you have a Brian in? I, I, oh, well, my Brian was Villa, yeah. but my follow-up Brian would have been um, assistant dude to Largo, who was just, yeah. you know, oh, I've got one job, it's to point a, point yeah, a gun. Yeah, yeah. And, this, <gasps> and he kills Largo. Oh, we, we've got to put this in. He kills oh. Largo. Like the, 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 the upshot of the whole Largo debacle is that um, we get another shot of him talking to the chairman and he's killed Largo with mustard. 
there's like nothing coming, coming out of Lago's mouth. But what happens is, yeah, there's another there's another whole scene after it becomes apparent. No, no, no. It's even before the whole thing has gone to yeah. shit. Um, the enforcer finds out that Lago's doing this thing with this um, component with the shadow, in yeah. the shadow. And so he just kills Largo and dials up the chairman on FaceTime and says, guess what? This is what he's been doing. How about we do it to everyone? Let's just do this to everyone. Let's put it into all of the moon. The, the moon upshot time. is that, they, that Largo was putting a radioactive thing in the shadow. So he could track Hannah and all of the addicts that he has supplying shadow to. And um, so what's his face? Like kills him and just says, um, and the chairman just says, well done. I must consider rolling that out. Well done. Uh, his assets are now yours. Dispose assets, of the body. His yeah. assets are now yours. Dispose of the body. So that gives you an idea of how the nostrils of the land work. The nostrils of the land. <laughs> That's how they work. If you are, you, you just take what you can take and kill the person who's done it. And yeah. if you're smart enough to do that, and that's good enough for you to move up through the ranks. Yep. Which I think is pretty interesting. Mm, it's so strange. yeah, he's probably yeah, yeah, he's living his best life for the next five minutes until the until next guy with a gun. And he's a bit dumb. Like I, I like this yeah. guy's a bit dumb. I think. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of an ego battle that goes on before earlier where Lago calls him. You're just an enforcer. I pay for your gun, not your brain. Mm. And oh, clearly, that's a motivation for him. He's like, I don't like you. Yeah, I don't I, like you either. I don't like being called that. So yeah, so that was what happened with that. Did you like this episode, Megan? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's not... Um, I don't think everybody loves it. Uh, it's kind of a bit of a bottle episode because it doesn't have an arc about... You know, it's a part of the arc of getting to that, part of what what's going on with the Federation. I think it's a character development episode for Blake where we really get to the point where we know he's desperate to do ruthless. stuff yeah. and he wants to do stuff that makes a difference. And... Um, I loved. I love. This is on my. This is in my Freedom City. It's in your Freedom City for sure. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure this one is, just because there's not enough good um, Avon one-liners in it. But there's maybe, a few of them. Maybe that's not a good enough reason. Yeah, I just. It I does just have one of my favourite lines of all time, and it does have um, Avon in silver. Yeah. Um, it's got some really great, you know, actors. And yeah, um, I mean, I just, I just love everything about this episode. I think it's, it's script is great, it's directing is great. The acting is great. The and the, when you the find out the developers really good. When you find out that Callie got the key from telekinesis, it's like yeah, that's really yeah. There are a few plot holes. But, I won't deny that. But, but still, I mean, it's still kind of good. And it sort of does a bit of a thing at the end. The you know the end of the episode. The button on the episode is um, Callie has got a moon disc as a pet. Yeah. You know that she moves. It's moving around in the sand, clearly on a wire. And she's <laughs> like, oh, I've got this and. You know, isn't it nice? You have to sing to them and they're fine. You don't need to do anything with them. They're quite lovely. Yeah. And yeah, you know, stick a pin in it, it. Yeah. suck the moon stuff, stuff out of it. And you and die. You're high and you die. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's always an option for Callie there. That's good. Or for anyone else. I'll just hide it from Villa for fuck's sake. I don't know. I know. Do. Don't let him suck that down. But so, yes, I've got, that's, 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 that's the Brian. Okay, so I think next, we've got on two things on our list of things to do. Mm-hmm. One is hair cast, a bit more mm-hmm. hair cast. We need to speak a bit more about hair. And we need to speak a little bit more about um, where these characters, or the ensemble cast at least, fit into the Dungeons and Dragons. Ah, yes. Look, Actually, we... you know what? If anyone wants to write in and give us their opinions on that, yeah. that would be really cool. Because, I, I mean, I've got my own ideas and I'm aggressively nerdy about Dungeons and Dragons so and I'm not I just said mate I'm just gonna make it up so it could be a bit frustrating for some of you but if anyone thinks that they know what class everyone is and what alignment they are let us know um what's the next episode okay the next one is series b episode three according to the 
Terry Nation's full illustrated Blake 7, the program guide, the definitive handbook to the BBC TV series compiled by Tony Atwood. That thing, yeah. That thing. Koza, a beta class technician. So not it's a weapon, it's called weapon. A beta class weapons technician? It's weapon. weapon. No, 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 you, you didn't say the name Oh, oh uh, weapon. Yes. <laughs> Has succeeded in developing a new weapon. <laughs> Emi- funny that Imipak Imipak which is the funniest name it's the funniest fucking name oh my god I can't wait to say it hundred. we're going to say Imipak a hundred times next episode it's going to be the exocomp Imipak's going to be the exocomp of Blake 7 um, but it's not space Imipak Imipak so I'm not sure if I'll be able to we could, we could always roll off the tongue space Imipak doesn't roll off the tongue very well no. space weapon So maybe yeah, they were going to call it space weapon and then they decided no we can't do that because everything's called space something yeah Okay. Oh, okay. Well, this is elsewhere. Serblan is planning to use Koza to capture Blake. There we go. That's all we need to know. That's all we need to know from that one. Um, and yeah, it's. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. Because, because we I watched it the like other it. day together when we were a bit tipsy after dinner. I think. Oh yeah. Well, what were we doing with the children? Where were the children? They were upstairs playing with iPads oh, and things. Just don't know anything. Cool. Don't know what they were doing actually. They weren't murdering each other because oh. they're still alive. Well, they're still alive now, as far as we know. Yes, yeah, so um, I think that's probably all for this week. It is. We've got to say what things we are thankful for. Um, I am thankful to uh, our friend who sent us the program guide. Angus. I am thankful to my other friend who did our logo, Claire Fass. Yes. I am also thankful to Jeff Love's Big Disco Sound. And also all of our patrons and people who like some of the things on uh, the Twitterverse. Mm-hmm. If we want to contact us on Twitter, we are at Classically A on Twitter. Um, I am also personally on Twitter at Imogen Rights, if you I want to be my Pokemon friend. And I am at Megalula. And um, we're and also. And our email addresses are classicallyawful at gmail.com. So you can find us anywhere you like. Pretty much, um, we, we, we have extraordinarily strong social media presences for people who have very few social media followers. <laughs> you really want to get in touch That's with That's right. Very easy to get in touch with us because basically we're starving for attention. No, also no, it's very pleasing to see that some people that I very much disagree with on Twitter are having fewer likes than even us. Even classically awful, or just us personally. I mean, I've got, I've got a, I've got this whole. Even other... classically awful for some of them, which is very, very satisfying. Yeah, I gotta say, it's nothing. Was it? Was it? Every time my friend succeeds, a little part inside me dies. Yeah, and I thought that was my father. So that was, it's, it's um, no, it's Hemingway. No, 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 no. What's the other? It wasn't Woody Allen, was it? No, no, no. Oh, my, it's either it was Woody, Woody Allen that I've seen. It's either Woody it. Allen or Gay Fella went on trial for being gay. Oscar Wilde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he the one who wasn't Gay the author fella. wasn't he the author of why I like to do it with girls yeah. that's 1% he did with that drop in too <laughs> author of why uh, oh oh butch Oscar <laughs> oh butch Oscar he would have loved that like that is one of those things that like, Oscar Wilde would have gone I am so pleased that they put that in there he would have loved it he would have been hilarious yeah and that's the other thing too we can put this one in too because there's that one where Oscar that's the, it's another Monty Python one where the oh yes! The Majesty is like a stream of bats, bats piss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've actually reached our limit of Monty Python yeah, uh, yeah. for this oh, episode. Man. I think we reached it about ten minutes ago, but yeah. That's um, all right then. It's always a pleasure, darling. Yeah, um, we will right. see you next week. Yeah, we're only going. We're going ten minutes over on the actual record. But there's a lot of there's a lot so of tip, there's a lot of stuff in there. We need so to cut much out, stuff so. we've got to cut out. I'm going to cut in a, cut in a few bits and too. And a few things that have to be cut in. Yeah. But it's always a pleasure, guys. See you next week. Bye.
Um, anyway, lots of editing here for you. Sorry, Dal. That's all right. And I'm just going to burp, burp as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that in yeah, at the end. You have to leave that one in. <laughs> no, I'm going to ask the credit thing. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.